2009, and I ruined this dateline with my Nintendo DSi. And I ruined this dateline with my. And I ruined this dateline with my Nintendo DSi. It's May 27, 2009, and I ruined this route now. And it's May 27, 2009. Ruined this dateline. I ruined this date. I ruined this date. I ruined this date. I May 27, 2009, and I ruined this dateline with my. What's the date? No. Um. What's the date? No. Um. It's May 27, 2009, and I ruined this dateline. I love that. Sorry, my favorite thing is the. The. And this is Idle Thumb 29. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Reckon. And I ruined this dateline with my Nintendo DSi. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be ruined. I was yeah. hoping it was going to be whistling. Uh, and I'm Jake Rodkin. Oh, good. How's it going? That's a relief. Jake has a new device, as you can tell. He's very pleased with it. Yeah, he's really enjoying that. A little too much. <laughs> it's a Nintendo. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we're back after last week's sterling episode yes we have returned we've returned that was that was gold so yeah if you didn't think last week's was the best out of funds yet <laughs> then you're an idiot <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to continue that's a good way yeah that's a good way to like top last week to a great start you're all idiots <laughs> welcome back to the podcast listen to you how jerks. awesome we are talking <laughs> so if you loved that dsi sh- uh, shtick we got plenty more of that uh, <laughs> oh man that was funny Don't DS. So you guys have been playing right, some video so, games this week? Yeah, sort of. I was. I don't know if you wanted me to finish the story, but I was. Oh, you should tell I was you, you should oh yeah, it was a dream. The, the Chris's dreamscape and adventure. Yeah, I had a weird. I w- I'm trying to remember what actually happened, but last night I had some kind of. I had some kind of dream where I was snubbed by Kieran Gillen, who is a rock paper shotgun poster and the father of new also, game yeah, journalism. The father of no new dream. game journalism. So maybe that signifies something about my journalistic. <laughs> Uh, abilities or standards or something. I don't know. He, I, I, I think the reason why is because uh, I was on Rock Paper Shotgun yesterday, and like commenting. I, no, I was just looking. I was just looking well, down at the, the latest mm. stories, and uh, <laughs> there was a picture of checking out the latest news. Yeah, you know, the PC gaming news, and uh, there was a picture of Kieran Gillen with a dude behind him with a knife or something, and I. <laughs> And I didn't remember, I couldn't remember if the guy was Kieran Gillen. And I'm like, man, I recognize that guy. Who is that? Who is that? Oh, oh yeah, it's him. That's, it's good. It's his story. And I seriously spent like five minutes sitting there looking at the picture trying to identify this person. <laughs> so I think my brain just got so preoccupied you, with Kieran Gillen. associated with like British game journalist that I backstabbing with Kieran Gillen. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, man, you're figuring out more of the pieces. Yeah. It was good. I didn't get that far. It's a good. So, so I had some kind of dream where I was, I was like, snubbed or in some way put down or or dismissed that's cool. by this guy yeah so i had a dream where i uh played duke nukem forever really yeah was cool was it fun yeah it actually was it was really fun i was oh, playing man. that I, it was weird Too bad i didn't release it i know i was i was driving around in that truck you know that from the screenshots the leaked screenshots yeah. that stupid truck uh-huh which is probably like the worst level in whatever build of DNF there is, like that exists. Wow! But it was still fun because well, it was I like, mean, hey, I'm even, playing. Even the worst level is, is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is a, man. God, why did that game get canceled? I, I mean, know. it's so fun, according to first-hand impressions by Nick Brecken. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, actually, cut away to Broussard, like with a weird radar dish on his crazy '60s computer. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Beaming it into your mind as you sleep. <laughs> 
Is that what he said? Yeah. Good, yeah, he, he's, he might be, he's a lazy version of the Emperor. <laughs> How saucy and sassy the Emperor uh, yeah, is. Yeah. Mm. I, I've, actually, I've actually had dreams before where I'm visiting a game developer or playing an unreleased game. I've had that happen multiple times. <laughs> it's really it's, depressing. It usually yeah, it's it is really surreal where like I had a dream that I was visiting Double Fine. Yeah. Uh, but then for some reason we went underground. Was this... Was this- Post Psychonauts? It was or? like right around the time Psychonauts was coming out. I had okay. a dream that I was visiting Double Fine Productions, and then for some reason, me and like a couple people that I knew who I just in my dream, they were people that I knew that were my own age, and an entire elementary school field trip <laughs> were visiting this like underground, uh, like neon dinosaur museum <laughs> <laughs> that Tim was showing us. Tim Schaefer was walking Wait, us so around. This was underneath it was like underneath Double, double Fine, underneath double fine. Wow. Had, wow, like on like the a secret lair building? No, yeah, it, was like, it, was in the, it was like in the basement in San Fran- okay. uh, so, right. some San Francisco building. Okay. But yeah, I think. I think it, it might be that I had recently watched Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I usually have dreams about not games. Sorry, that sentence went, went away. Got I, away from me. But uh, I, have, I have had dreams before where I'm playing a game that isn't out, and it's the best game. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, o- only that one Double Fine dream had a Neon Dinosaur Museum in it. Oh, man, that sounds yeah. like the best. Yeah, it was pretty. I couldn't wait to play the Neon Dinosaur Museum. Like, that was sort of the way my brain was thinking about it at that point. And then I woke up, I was like, oh, I can't... That, there, that isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> that was sad. I woke up this morning unsure if I'd actually been uh, snubbed by Karen Gillan. I'm like, did that happen yesterday for real, or did I just make that up? <laughs> and you woke up holding the Duke Nukem Forever box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a recurring dream for the longest time where I was, I was skipping English class every day for like an entire semester in college. And I, I, it took me like a year to figure out that it that it was a dream, mm. and I didn't I didn't actually fail English class. <laughs> That's <laughs> it was, good. It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, and this was after I'd graduated from college, so go figure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so you guys been checking out a video game or anything? Yeah, you've been playing that DSI, right? I was, oh, I was yeah. playing that DSI. Yeah. What about that Tetris thing? Picto, that Tetris thing is Tetro picked Picto brick. It's called Picto Bits. I Picto, Picro, Picto. I hope we haven't talked about this game already. But there's a game. It's yeah. We may we, we may have dreamed that we talked about this game, <laughs> yeah. or we may have actually or we may have talked actually about talked about it. about it. But there's a there's a game. Uh, oh no! I talked about a different a different art style game a while ago, and then I said that I was looking forward to this game. I think. Oh okay. Uh, there's some other game whose name I have forgotten already because I'm that cool that was there, but that's irrelevant now. There's this game that uh, has come out recently uh, called. Picto bits. I think it was called Picto Picked in Japan. So it's the a lot of the press about it is from is from that. But it's a it's another falling block art style like on the, in the Nintendo art style line uh, downloadable DS game. Uh, you know things fall. You use the stylus to sort of pick up bricks and reposition them to sort of try and create objects. But what the interesting thing about this game is that the uh, the aesthetic is is super classic nintendo where it's got the old you know uh, super mario brothers one balloon fight uh ice climbers characters and sprites but not like walking around and stuff like they do in like ds tetris or something but it's, mm, yeah. it's actually just the aesthetic is sort of just deliberately rooted in these things as you as you sort of make lines or blocks they shoot up into space and you form a pixel art character and uh the most the most interesting thing about all of this is the, the music which is sort of real-time composed which is the it's like the cool thing if you're making a, a falling block game at this yeah. point to yeah, have yeah, the music yeah. be real time. But it's uh it's all sort of hardcore chiptune remixes by uh the, the Japanese chiptune band YMCK. So uh it's interesting that Nintendo I don't know, I I'm really dorking out over the music. I'm not a huge chiptune person or like a huge remix person, but it's it's cool to be playing a first party game by yeah, Nintendo where they're going and emulating the NES sounds, but then turning it into these sort of like crazy like hardcore or like electro things. It's interesting. 
Yeah, that is cool. So, um, I yeah, I, I I wish I could play that. I don't have a DSi, and I'm not sure if I. <laughs> it wanna smile. <laughs> <at you. laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. it seems like as I, I mean, I haven't put enough time into it to know how it how it holds up as you get further in. Um, I'm mostly just playing it to grind for coins so I can unlock more. Like the game just has a jukebox mode where as you play, you get you get coins and you can unlock chunks oh, of, oh, chunks of cool. the songs. Classic. Uh, what do they used to call that in games? Um, jukebox. Right. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, like it's sound like, test. It's like, yeah, oh, it's, sound it's, test. Yeah, yeah, exactly it, it has it basically was, a sound but... test mode, but you have to actually earn it by uh, the as you make bigger combos. Right. A, yeah, co- yeah, a little yeah. Mario coin goes ding, and though. then yeah, you you pay for them and you unlock the songs in like in quarters. Like I've unlocked, sorry, not quarters like currency, but like a fourth. So I've unlocked a fourth of the remix oh, of, really? of the Weird. first Mario One song. Yeah. They do that just to taunt you and make it terrible. <laughs> I was like, oh, good, I got that. Can you oh. get, like, the first, fourth, and the third, fourth, and no, really it's, irritated? No, it's just, it just, uh, oh, it's like, just always the first, the first okay. quarter of the song costs, like, 30 coins, and oh, then the next one is 60 coins, and then eventually Jesus. you have to waste your life. Um, That's kind of dumb. Or you can just go to websites that have ripped all of them, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it's motivating enough for me to be playing. That's cool. Cool. Uh, it's funny how, how, in the last few years, it seems like... Um, motivating players to complete arbitrary tasks has become a new thing like a part of it probably in in many ways spurred by achievements on the 360 yeah. but it but it's definitely spread to other systems that didn't that don't have achievements like it's it seems to have become something that is a current game design yeah, everybody wants to do it like I yeah mean, it's, it's just something you can do it's a thing yeah. that was lost i think when we move when games moved from the yeah. arcade to the right. console cuz right. getting your just getting far enough to get on the high score list was right. A yeah, worthwhile yeah, achievement yeah. for a lot of people, and that's who, like, yeah, no one cares about that. That, that was it yeah. was so weird that that was sort of vestigially in games for a while. Like Mario, like yeah, exactly, why does Super right. Mario Brothers have a high score? Right. It just confuses well, I mean, Mario parents. Was one of those games who, that was kind of the the bridge between, <laughs> yeah. kind of that that score thing, and then the the kind of finite finite game with levels that begin and end, right. and get to the end, and it's over. But and, I mean, yeah, score. Yeah. yeah, that that is true. That Mario sort of is the, is a weird like. A missing link game, kind yeah. of, except that it's amazingly popular. But um, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. That, that persisted for a long time, and parents, I think, looked at when you hopped on a Goomba and uh, the number eight hundred came. Like, oh, high score, getting a high score right. there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe I am. Yeah, maybe I am. Got a coin. Yeah, got a hundred points for that coin. I remember when my dad saw me playing a Zelda game one time, and he's like, "Oh, I see. The object of the game is to navigate through this maze." <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean. <laughs> For like thirty seconds, it is. <laughs> I, Actually, I spent right, a really right. long time trying to explain to him like what it was impossible. There's it was a triforce. There's like a triangle thing. And so much. Shit. Were you were yeah. you deliberately being your dad when you when I was I was yes. playing picked a bit before the show? Yeah. Okay, good because yeah, I was making I was making uh, shapes go up and assemble a pixel art picture of a goomba and like yeah. oh, I see you're trying to make a monster there. Yeah, and I do some kind of complete some kind of monster. <laughs> it's funny because I started saying that right. without that intention. And then you're like, and I oh, realized, shit, I'm like, wow, go go I'm save. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. yeah dsi reminding me why i liked the ds except for less money and with more block puzzle games oh, less fall- money Ooh, yeah oh you mean for the game itself after, after the, the just purchase the DSi is more expensive yeah. i bought a dsi for more money but then right. the dsi where is letting me play a, a fun game for cheap that's cool hopefully would, there's more yeah. of them and not less of them i would like to play it but i'm god uh, I don't know if I can justify a whole console system for that. Yeah, it's it's probably. But not. it seems fun. Like I don't. I, I mean, if I didn't already have a DS Lite, I'd, I'd be yeah. all over that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as said yeah. before, I got this just because the only one that I had before was the brick. Right. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. 
Cool, DS games. Yeah. Nick, you've been playing, you have been excited about video games recently. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you love and a game? You sort of started talking about some of these games last week and then. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, maybe like, have you been playing yeah. Team Fortress Two at all? You guys have you been following? Speaking of achievements, because I just I was thinking I've, of it. I've only played just a tiny bit. Yeah. of on. It's just interesting because you know Valve changed the method that you earn unlocks. Yeah, I'm really glad they changed that. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. So really? I, yeah, I mean, a lot Valve of people is not going to win this one. You what don't think you so? What, do you have an idea for what they could do? Because oh, you mean the idle, the idling issue? Is that what you're? I mean, just they. Yeah, let's give some background here. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, it was obviously the the uh, unlockables were tied entirely to to right. the sort of mastering of the achievements list per class. Right. And then in the latest update, in the scout versus sniper update, they changed it. Scout versus sniper. It's you know, or sniper versus spy. <laughs> There's a, it's some S characters. Yeah. It's uh, they changed it so that it's just a total random drop based on right. like. It just when you kill someone, isn't it that it? Oh, it's not even it's, that. It's, it's the amount of time it, that you play. God, that's right. It's not. It's not. And it's not anything. there's a there's a random you know variable, and the longer you play, the more yeah. chance you have of finding something randomly. Which, so I mean, well, there's two ways they can't win it now. Instead of people grinding to get to get achievements on achievement servers and achievement maps, people are just idling. Yeah, they're so, idle servers. Are there there right? are people, servers that are called idle server, yeah, and you just God. go people on and sit there because so you don't have to go pick up the item physically. No, it yeah. just it just it just that, like every that, now and then it'll just really go. You earned this. I thought that I thought that it was, yeah, it was a drop. They, they could fix that easily by yeah. making it a drop that times out. Yeah, but I mean, then I expect that they. I, I sort of maybe the idea is if you suck and you just don't get any kills, you're not going to get an item. But then it seems like just the odds of you getting a drop should go up. I had expected it. Nobody doesn't get any kills in T Fortress Two. Is the thing though. I mean, I don't. I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm not that horrible. Yeah. But yeah I, 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 they only, do they only apply to the class you're playing? Um, no, no. You can be uh, any well class. Then, or... So then anyone can get a kill with a soldier or heavy from time yeah. to Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I totally assumed when they said that it was, it was going to be a drop that it wasn't after you idle, it drops into your inventory. I thought right. that it was like you kill a dude and like the quake rotating gun pops out of right. him and you walk. Even if you it. don't have to kill a dude though, they can, they could still make it an actual physical drop yeah. that disappears after a certain amount of time. They could even make it a key press. So you don't have to worry about running out of your way when you're killing a dude or something. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's something that requires an, some active. And you're going to end up getting maps where, um, the spawn points are just like <laughs> cylindrical chambers that you go in and that's the entire map. So like, yeah. 500 guys are all incubating yeah, in these weird tubes that. where drop points are. I know, but people already do that. Like, there's already servers that do that for the um, the the existing achievements. So, I yeah. mean, you're, you're yeah. never going to get around people. That, I don't like, think you're going to get around I mean, people I know, I just like the for idea it. of guys just sitting in tubes so that they only, yeah, the only place they can but, be spatial okay, is where a drop The Team Fortress right, Matrix. Team, right. <laughs> my point is that anything that requires any kind of time yeah, or yeah. repetitive act, people find a way around. What my, what I, my point is... If I actually do really want to play legitimately, I want to be able to actually get shit, right? So, I mean, if yeah. they, like, yeah. it, I don't care if it can be exploited as long as I can do it without. That's sort of been my argument. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I like that about the new system as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've come back to it. And, but, you know, I mean, some people have complained to me, like, the, like, I know I have a friend who's just really hardcore about earning achievements and things. And he's like, right. man, I haven't found a single thing and I've been playing all weekend and this is bullshit. This system is bullshit. You're bullshit. Well, fuck you and your fucking <laughs> yeah, weapons. But in the but, previous system, everyone complained that the. Exactly. No one got anything. That's yeah. what I mean. Valve can't win. They can't they, win. They yeah, I see what you mean now. Yeah. Where I thought you meant they won't win this one. As that's if, what I thought you meant too. They're going to renege yeah. on like on this. Oh no, dude! Like, I just I just mean no matter no matter what the system yeah. is. Oh no, yeah. The drop, People will complain. The drop system but, I wish was at least based on you interacting with the game. Right. That seems like a, a weird. Yeah, I, I, I agree. They with that. they do things, man. Sometimes they do things so willy nilly. Like I mean, they didn't even explain the system the day that it was released. Like they just sort of dropped the blog post the next day yeah, in, in the middle of the night. I don't know why they didn't have somebody you know at least explain that. But 
Yeah, I don't know. They're that's just trying that, things. It's their whole their whole sweet hats exist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got that gone. Afros and that is uh, pretty rad. I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. They're really rare too, which is kind of cool actually. Yeah, that is that is I don't that mind is cool. that those that's better are rare. than immediately having everyone. Yeah. Have yeah well, afro, also yeah. once once um once item trading shows mm-hmm. up, that's interesting. I hope it doesn't. Well, I guess the fact that if you just sit around, anyone can get anything means that there's not going to be an actual economy. No. But it it, it yeah. Just kind know. of a weird sort it's of incomplete just, system. It feels yeah, so close yeah. to being like exactly what I would personally <laughs> right. want that system exactly, to be in, right. in a game like Team Fortress, where it's like, yeah. if you if you play a lot, you'll get the stuff quicker. If you play a little bit, you'll get some stuff, and maybe you know you could have the odds go up if you suck. Yeah. If you don't play, you get nothing. <laughs> Ta da! Yeah. Yeah. Instead, it's just if you play, a thing might appear. It'll just right. keep rolling. Right. Yeah. And then eventually, a hat will appear, maybe. Sweet. Anyway, yeah. games. But uh, once again, it got me to play TF2 for a little while. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. yeah. And the new map is really good too. So I haven't played, oh, I haven't played the new map yet. Is that the oh, one it's with excellent. the two with the opposing trains? Yeah, the, pipeline, uh, pipeline. Yeah, right? yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really I good. I really like the the mode that that's based on. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's a, the, it's a whatever it was called, payload. Right. I really oh, like yeah, payload so mode. That works where there's just each team has a has a payload card, and you're both racing to get to the end first, basically. Is that how, how this? There, well, yeah. Or? There's there's one where you're racing to get the end, and you're right next. Like the cars are literally right. like right That's next hilarious. to each other. And then there's one where they pass each other. <laughs> oh shit! So you know you end up. Those are both amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a pretty great map. It's does, one of yeah, the better I mean, ones that those, they've does released. Is that actually causing people to? Is it causing round dynamics to change slightly in that game type? Because I mean, payload just it still, still right, feels like a like a checkpoint game, except that the checkpoint is just slowly moving instead of instead of it moving in linear bites. Right. Just right. Gradient. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's but just a complete like race. Well, where you have to run back and forth. Like I don't know. It's I like. Yeah, I like it's weird. Idea. It's crazy. It's just it's like yeah. mayhem. Yeah. I mean, whatever. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. A little mayhem is my friend. Like I mean, the one is like a roll like a roller coaster hill. Right. So I mean, if if the cart gets up to the top, like if if if, if you know if people are pushing it and then they all die, it instantly starts to like fly back down oh, yeah, the hill. Right. So oh, it's, right. it's it's it's, awesome. it's really hilarious when you. That's really good. End yeah. up uh, yeah. getting somebody. Oh. But anyway, yeah. that kind of stuff is really good when the entire team is just it's like commiserating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those last-second wins. Everyone just yeah. or, shows or, up or, or completely. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, or just yeah. the equivalent of a party wipe in a fe- in yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. God. That's and what you, it is. Yeah. You get back and see the other guys just. Yeah. Life. Anyway, now yeah. I want to play those maps more than I, I know. Did a yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> People who were like on the fence about whether to go back or should just go back because it's really fun. All right, maybe yeah. I will. Even though I already played a little bit. Even though there's this totally bullshit fucking drop <laughs> system. Fucking valve. Yeah. At least one thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just I I feel like all said and done, if the drop system. I mean, if not getting upgrades doesn't bother you that much. Also, that's the case. I really also don't give a shit. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind if they showed well, up. And if- I think where a lot of the complaining is coming from is people specifically want the sniper unlocks, like right now. Like they really fucking want that <laughs> really? bow really uh, badly. And so that's part of be, it. They really have no way of the like, bow. they have no way of like getting that, you know, as a, in a direct right. way. And so yeah, that's, that I think that's mostly yeah. a lot of the frustration. I, I guess I'm, I'm the guy that Valve is like, hey, that, these people probably don't care. And there's, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of like seething, like, I, I fucking care. I need this. And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm watching people walk around with even crazier stuff than they had before. <laughs> and I'm still, you know, yeah. in the bottom third of the ranks, but yeah. not losing entirely. Right. I can shoot a guy and watch a funny thing. Yeah. So that's good. My apologies to everyone in the world who's like... <laughs> just, just made an exasperated face and yeah. shook his head around. I, I, it hurt a little. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's true what they say. Game developers totally suck at playing video games. If they're me. No, okay. Well, if they're Jake. I don't suck at every game. No. <laughs> just, the ones, just, yeah, just the ones you play. Just the ones. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. It's oh, cool. Man. It's true. Owned. It yeah. is true what they say. Yeah. So how about that fucking Gay Tony expansion pack? Holy shit, yeah. I am excited. That was amazing. About this existing. Yeah, what a God, I couldn't, I couldn't believe my email box. I was like, so wait, what? For right. Gay Tony? Is this a about. fucking joke? What? Should, we, should we back that up at all and say that it, it is Grand Theft Auto, the Ballad of Gay Tony? The <laughs> yeah. latest, the, the yeah. latest uh, GTA 4 expansion. Featuring, featuring a rainbow gradient uh, logo tree. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's disco complete. like 80s, neon. 80s, like disco-y uh, yeah. Yeah. gold. It's pretty good. I'm really, this is the kind of thing where you've got to imagine, uh, take two leadership. It's sort of like, oh my God, I know. given them like whatever I know. the contract says, exactly. they can put out whatever the fuck they want. Well, I mean, Microsoft has got to be like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we ban like, people like you know, for, for putting yeah. the word gay in their profiles. Exactly. But, I can't wait but, for the deluge of gay I know. usernames. Yeah. Also, this is the, I mean, <laughs> you know, this is going to launch on the system that let's all be fucking honest here. Yes, right. Oh, exactly. Horrible homophobic thirteen-year-olds. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's pretty amazing. I'm really looking forward to this existing. That's like Grand Theft Auto, which more than anything else possibly is associated with the male eighteen to thirty-four-year-old demographic. That is is pretty. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the Ballad of Gay Tony is going to be decently t- tongue-in-cheek, but it's also I'm sure it's, it is. But it's, it's, it's also surely not going to be like <laughs> yeah, right, a fucking hate fest or something. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not. Yeah, you would hope not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's not going. It to can't be. be no, uh, but it's yeah. It is. It is. It is super interesting. I just. I think and it's pretty. Pretty fucking hilarious. I think it's pretty great. I'm pretty excited yeah, about I've, this product existing. Yeah, right. The fact that it exists, regardless yeah. of what it actually right, is, yeah. it'll. It's going to be interesting. Point, you'll turn on your 360, and it'll, and just like it did for the Lost in the Dam, the whole main page will be like, put it in a gay Tony geek, <laughs> <laughs> and you'll say, sweet. Yeah. 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 I want to listen to the ballad of Gay Tony. I, I think it'll. I mean, it's even more interesting <laughs> like that this going to call Pat that. Boone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's even more interesting that 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 this is going to be on retail shelves. Um, well, well, it's going to be. It's going to be the yeah, and I mean, it's not well, called the ballad of Gay Tony, which well, is unfortunate. Yeah, but I, mean, I kind of wish that it was. Have like a big starburst. Yeah, I know. Featuring the ballad yeah, of Gay I Tony. Yeah, I, want. <laughs> I just want. I just want people walking into people gay at Walmart or something. Right, Walmart. Yeah, Will Walmart carry Gay Tony? I hope, Walmart, Loss, I hope Walmart refuses whatever, to carry Gay Tony, and then some kind of also, stupid shit exists. Hopefully, the headline is Walmart refuses to carry quote Gay Tony. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, mm. Gay Tony. Yeah. Wow, Jake just had a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Walmart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's a it's a it's a pretty cool thing. I'm glad they got away with it. And yeah. uh, I don't know who the fuck knows what it actually is. Also, but. things that they can get away with include anything. So, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. well, yeah, I sort of. But. Uh, take two. We're going to be releasing the Ballad of Gay Tony. <laughs> like, Jesus, what? Christ. Man, listening to the Take Two conference call was was pretty priceless. Like listening to uh, oh, God, what's his like name? Ben Fetter. Yeah, Ben Fetter. Yeah, just like yeah. and uh, exciting game coming out from Rockstar, the Ballad of Gay Tony, where you play as Gay Tony, <laughs> no, where you, you play as his, pr- like no, assistant, or you. No, I think he plays Gay Tony, don't I you? Thought that, I thought that Gay no. Tony was a featured character. Yeah. All right, well, you, you play as like his most trusted assistant. Right, okay, yeah, you're yeah, right. Come on, yeah. it's Grand Theft Auto. You obviously play as someone's most trusted assistant. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. But no, the, the guy said, like, a.k.a. Gay Tony, and it just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 
That's so. what's happening. So yes. What have you been up to, Chris? Well, I was gonna I was gonna defer back to, to Nick, who no. was gonna oh. say things about video games. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I, all right, I can talk about video games. I played um, <laughs> The Last Express finally. Oh yeah. And you mentioned you were going to last week. I mentioned and I was going to like have. three months ago, but now I have. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I really should have played it sooner. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. It is a really good video game. In fact, there was a moment, I would say about an hour into it, where I had like this sensation just hit me in the face, and I was just, I just wanted to like fucking scream, like fuck, like fucking, this is a fucking video game. Why the fuck aren't these still made? Can I, can I put that on the? Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say, can I put that on the box? Fuck, fucking. This is a good, but then I someone made a NeoGAF thread like last week that was like could people in podcasts stop making the you should put that on the front of the box joke because <laughs> everyone makes that joke and they're right nice. so i i i just yeah was horrible anyway but i like that it's, your comment was fuck fucking is well that was that was quoting the actual last express box <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so so what was the mo- what was the emotion that i mean what, well, i was just was sitting at a, in games i was sitting at a table like watching somebody eat and just sitting there for like five minutes like listening to people talk and i was like man this is like this it just felt like something completely new but it was made in 1997 yeah and i was like holy shit like what what is going on here like oh god it just it just blew my mind um and made me really sad at the same time just really really sad yeah it's i mean they just don't make them like that anymore and it's weird because i think about old games that i like you know like grim fandango or whatever where i'm really nostalgic about them and it sort of clouds my view of it because i'm not really sure if that's just nostalgia or whatever but this is something i've never played i didn't you know i didn't have that like attachment to it and now i'm playing it and i'm like man if this game came out yesterday i would say like game of the year but but i a game like that eh, it doesn't really exist anymore yeah oh i was just yeah what was i saying oh it is it's just it's always really depressing when you sort of roll back the clock yeah right possibly via weird faberge egg but um (laughs) yeah uh but just looking back and sort of seeing a branch of gaming evolution Mm -hmm. that withered instead of going crazy and And, i mean the same thing can happen when you watch old movies or listen to like like an old jazz or rock album or something but uh it's super depressing in games because it's a fair comparison. It was yeah. only ten years ago, and no one knows <laughs> right. this game exists. I know, right? Like, or no one knows it exists. It existed, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It cost six million dollars to produce. I guess. Yeah, it was one of the most expensive games. Holy Christ! I mean, Christ. that's one of the reasons. That, that, yeah, that like, yeah, that game, Grim Fandango. Yeah, uh, there's a, there's a few like that of just like super super high budget. Uh, people thinking they're taking the next evolutionary right. step of the and PC it's, game. It's actually right. like a step actually into the grave. What people are yeah. For. Yeah, it is, yeah, it's actually a step in the grave. It's yeah. a six million dollar shovel of <laughs> yeah. dirt. Not it's, only did that man. not make the impact it, 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 it should have, it made the exact opposite impact. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, maybe we should never make games like this ever. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, that game it's, really is amazing, though. It's it's really amazing. And this is this is a stupid, possibly mm. offensive thing to say. But I would love it if someone just did a flat-out remake of The Last Express using 100% of the internal logic that it has. I think that oh, game yeah. could actually have I would, a chance right I now. I would agree. Like, I, if, see, I think you're right. And that's what I was like, thinking. I was like, man, like I could see that it just coming back, like, it's, but someone's got to do like, it. The feeling of the first like two seconds of Half-Life 2 when you're walking mm. around on the subway, yeah. and you've got the, all the, the motion in the background, and the people sort of looking up at you and stuff. Imagine that as the entire world of the game and fucking amazing yeah like just i don't know that that <laughs> yeah. it, it feels like that sort of the feeling that valve fakes in the in the first in the first be- in the beginning of of, of their games mm-hmm. except that instead of just imagining what this world is like that's it is there and it's yeah but yeah, yeah. some if someone if someone rebuilt that in real time 3d as an actual persistent place you could just walk around in 
It would probably, I don't know, it would probably actually cost a lot and fail. But uh, <laughs> you know really yeah, it's probably like a weird psychological thing. When you said remake that in real time 3D, I immediately, my mind was like, ugh, because I was thinking of real time 3D circa like 1997, <laughs> 1998. Cause my brain was like, I was thinking like Rim Fandango <laughs> right. style. I'm like, yeah, oh, that yeah, game yeah. would not work in that. Oh, right. I guess people can make a real looking dude now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you think about that stylized look with, yeah, you could, with like, an, with some kind of advanced, uh, yeah. I mean, like people, have nice, people have nice rendering te- technique technology and yeah, to right, do that. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. actually, yeah. I mean, and this is maybe a stupid example to bring up, but if you think about the sort of stylization of like the path, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to do it that way, but just that sort of having weird illustrative right. elements, yeah, you know, or even like in, yeah. even yeah. like the Street Fighter Four on the PC version, you can put on like the the ink filter that that. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Does it make it look like the more like the earlier? It makes trailers? it look more like the trailers, yeah, where it's cool. got that kind of ink like brush it like. Yeah, I mean, strokes. you can do crazy stuff with with, yeah. with renderers at this point. Yeah, but and anyway. if you actually had a game that was built for that design, for yeah, them, but, yeah, yeah, Nick. I mean, hey, someone's underestimated. Uh, Nick, yeah, Nick. Just to ex- <laughs> this is kind of a, a very um ambig- sort of ambiguous thing to say, it's but the remake police. Um, it's true. Um, when you were talking about kind of having, like, when you were playing Last Express and you sort of had that that really strong sense of just like Jesus, this is an amazing amazing thing that I'm that I'm playing here. That is something for some reason I very specifically associate with Jordan Mechner mm. because I've gotten that feeling when playing both uh, the Last Express and Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. Like for someone who's only designed yeah. like, four games in his entire life approximately like i guess he technically also made like prince of persia 2 the the old prince of persia 2 and like i don't know maybe he contributed to prince of persia 3d somewhat yeah but, you know pretty much i think of that guy as having made uh caretaker or however you pronounce it yeah prince of persia prince of persia sands of time and the last express and and the last two games he's made which are the last express and sands of time those games have given me such incredibly strong feelings of of just like a sensation of just something really unique in video games that I that is really hard to come by, and I feel yeah. like I I, w- I I wonder if that guy has more to say in video games, and if he will, because I for someone who's not I a, hope so, like a yeah. working I mean, full time game designer, that guy has made some pretty fucking amazing shit. He did so many things that we've talked about on this podcast before that we wanted yeah. in a game, or like like even just like last week, I was like, man, I wish there was like it was just a completely bullshit comment in a terrible podcast. But I was like, I wish there was a game where there was uh, uh like a foreign language, like it was mainly foreign language. People were speaking a foreign right. language, and then like I loaded up Last Express, and like in the first twenty minutes, people were speaking uh, French yeah, and all, all different languages. Of, and I'm yeah, like, holy shit! Places. Like, and you know, it's in a confined space. It it, it you know, I mean, there's just so many different right. things that he's trying uh and are you know he's largely successful with that game and it's just it's really yeah. sad oh, this that- is a stupid thing to sorry to just derail back over to the talk of remake is the the thing that sorry i i the last time i was playing through part of last express i was thinking about this pretty strongly of just the fact that it does take place entirely on a train mm-hmm. yeah. means that you could go fucking crazy with detail Fidelity. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for it, sure it would be yeah. like the you could potentially do like the fight night of uh, right. <laughs> of uh, like, yeah of sort of immersive experiences right. with that. Or well, on, on that stuff. note, yeah, one thing I like about Mechner is that he he always has really strong ideas behind what he's doing. Like when he makes a game, he always has an idea of something he wants to convey, even if it's not like a specific like political point or opinion or something. He always has things he want to he wants to convey right. about game design or about some kind of feeling or yeah. about characters. Like, and one of the things he he always used to say about Last Express back when that game was being made was. Um, and even at that time, I think a lot of people were, were looking towards games that had larger areas. I mean, obviously that exploded in the following generation with GTA and so on. But one of the things Jordan Mechner always talked about was um, that he thought was un, kind of 
unexplored in the way he wanted to see it is games really could be about um, because they're interactive, exploring a very small area yeah. in a huge amount of detail. Yeah, so and yeah. The, the amount of content able... that you would put into a complete world, you put into multiple interactions and see. And lots yeah, of time when I was playing a, this game, I kept thinking of like Oblivion's AI cycle. You know, they're, they're, you know, all those right. stupid things where these empty characters that are just walking from point A to point B, right, and yet, they have like twenty characters. Well, when you've got yeah, and, and all and of them like have personalities and like rooms, detailed yeah. dialogue, and right. they're all voice acted but, but and, like, and very well. The, and because of the time rewind mechanic in the game, you don't get that problem where you feel like you've wasted all of it because right. you, you actually see a huge amount of the content in that game. Oh yeah, and it's and it's short enough that you can play it through a few times. Yeah. Um, it's a really amazing achievement in game design and that, that it's too bad because honestly, aside from any, I don't know how much of the, of that game's troubles were due to not finding its audience or whatever, but a, a big part of its problems were totally just circumstantial or broader collapse. Yeah. yeah. Already in the process of going out of business essentially. And there, like a lot of distribution was dropped and the things that are just kind of wasn't brought like rolling in money from mist and riven at that point. I guess they suck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a few years after mist. I don't know how well Riven did. It probably did pretty well too. I think it did pretty well, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, sad, that, that yeah. was an ama- that was a really amazing game, and yeah. uh, and oh, it, it, you know what, it holds up too. I would say people who again like have not thought about getting it, try and find a copy because it's not like it's not one of those games where you have to sort of fight it. Like after about three minutes, I was really sucked in, and I think part of it's just the sound design is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it really makes up for any kind of lack of I mean, graphical I think, stuff that yeah, you might expect. Like I, the last time I was playing through parts of Last Express. I had also just I had been playing Hotel Dusk and Phoenix Wright on the DS, and it was like so I was I was back in the mode of sort of expecting right. expecting kind of sort it's of it's amazing how fast first person slideshow driven yeah. stuff yeah. and then but then I was like oh right I remember how a real one is right <laughs> <laughs> that's always the thing like I'm I'm glad uh, Phoenix Wright like. I'm glad people like it, and I'm glad it's kind of you know some people have are playing playing that kind of game where it's slower paced and text driven and stuff. But like, oh my god, I feel like if people only knew what you what actually was really possible within that framework. Like, I feel I mean, no offense, honestly, but like, and I enjoyed the first Phoenix right like a lot, but so many people who who I think play those games, I, I think probably don't know about some of the amazing progressive shit that was going on within the framework of like dialogue driven mm-hmm. 2d adventures yeah. uh, prior you know year the decade ago so maybe people should re-release them i know they should they, really, yeah, they should. really should um but if you can get last express i'd recommend it and then just to to wrap up i guess the jordan mechner thing i was mentioning um if i haven't mentioned this on the podcast before you probably have i probably have but jordan <laughs> mechner's website he does a really amazing thing of we might have talked about this last week oh really oh, <laughs> but this mind. time it's good because this is the good episode <laughs> well I'll, okay well <laughs> yeah. it, it, i probably have talked about it but he, he he's posting old journal entries of his oh yeah we've yeah. um yeah okay anyway the context i'll put that in is that it's even in a game like prince of persia the original one which is a very straightforward game design in terms of what we think of as a side-scrolling platformer kind of thing even then he has really interesting reasons for why he made every decision and kind of mm-hmm. like it, 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 you know it's less high-minded i guess than kind of what would go into something that the last express but equally he's equally interested in kind of the reasons for all the for kind of what he was trying to convey it's really interesting anyway yeah. and um, we love jordan mechner yeah actually i was i mentioned the word the phrase fight night a little while ago and yeah. what that reminded me of was a video game by electronic arts no well <laughs> yes but what it actually reminded me of is that i picked up punch out a couple of days ago for the week. oh yeah how is it it's fucking punch out yeah I, i've played it and it's good um yeah i don't know it's it's obviously a thousand percent uh hearkening back to just simple arcade style gameplay of punch yeah. out like yeah, there's right. nothing cunning about it but yeah. <clears throat> what it actually kind of reminds me of 
and this is stupid because all the trailers have this sort of red-tinted, cel-shaded cartoon look, is Team Fortress. Uh, hmm. Just in that I think they really successfully uh, <clears throat> they did the thing where you know, it's got Glass Joe and it's got like Piston Honda King or, and, and King Hippo yeah. and whatever, you know, uh, all the all the classic dudes. But instead of them just being a new head on one of three body types, they've sort of fleshed them out and given them a really, really strong personality, uh, really great animation suite uh, and dialogue. And it, it it does it did a great job of what Team Fortress does on a, on a more li- on a more literal level than Team Fortress does though of just when I played Punch Out I imagined Glass Joe sort of was this in my mind and right, now right, yeah. it's just it's totally realized uh, in a in a really super fun successful way um, and yeah I don't know it's just it's just stupidly fun to play that game the uh, the way just the way that they present animations and character dialogue and stuff is uh is extraordinarily satisfying it's, it's sort of cool there's cool yeah for a game so simple as punch out there's right. a huge amount of personality um yeah that's what that's what punch out sort of excelled at i mean you know yeah. i mean like beyond I mean, just like even on the nes that was yeah that was like that was the appeal of punch out yeah. it was just like yeah these goofy yeah. dudes who were you know yeah you know. it's cool um Oh, it's, that, that's, that might be the most, and it's, and it obviously wasn't developed by Nintendo, but uh, it was developed by Next Level Games. But it might be the the most extreme example of, Nint- of Nintendo, you know, either as publisher or developer, uh, kind of resuscitating an old game with such a direct translation of the gameplay mechanic mm. itself, not yeah. just not just the feeling of the gameplay or kind of the tone, but like actually, literally, yeah. we are building this game. Just on a on a modern console. Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, like when you're when you're fighting Glass Joe, the first guy, obviously, his uh his sound suite is just from the NES. Like when you when he falls <laughs> down, it goes. Oh, man, <laughs> that's great. Uh, oh, also, I I've only played uh, about halfway through the second the second like bracket the second like title yeah, bracket. Right. But uh, our concept artist at work bought it over the weekend, or uh, and has played all the way through the game, and it. I, I'm sure this has come up in reviews, but it has a, like effectively a second quest, like a new game plus. Yeah, it has. So mm. once you beat the game through all the way, all the way, you come back around, and then like Glass Joe has like a padded helmet on, so you can't punch him in the head. Uh, like Bear Hugger for some reason has like a boxing squirrel on his head, who's an additional <laughs> adversary. Like, <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so they actually, I guess, if you complete it all the way through, there's just a completely additional round of equally sort of polished but more skill based uh, fights you've got to go through, where it's not just entirely. Wait for the guy to do his one trademark move, then punch him when he when he misses you. Yeah, uh, I mean that's why punch out's fun. But right. it's nice that they put an, an, a, a second level on top of it. That's cool. cool. Video games, punch out. Yeah, I played a couple of rounds of it at GDC, and it was really fun. Yeah, I haven't played the full version yet. Well, I mean, I think that was the full version, but I yeah. haven't played it for any length of time. But it seemed really spot on. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't pretty much every way you'd need it to be. I was excited about the art, but I didn't think that I would right. actually enjoy the game. But playing it. It's sweet, it's punch out. It's yeah. I mean it's kind of Mega Man Nine style with less raping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's Good just times. that cool. feeling. I bought I bought a pack of uh, airheads and some cherry coke. <laughs> <laughs> good times. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Does it have a multiplayer mode? I think that it does, and I think that it's Little Mac versus Little Mac, which is disappointing. Right. Oh, that's yeah. what I would have assumed. Oh, the other, just the the fight night thing that actually that would be funny if there was a handicap that you actually select with a handicap meter, and then it just turns that into which character the other guy is. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, that'd be yeah. amazing. Um, oh, just it's funny to me that like the the pinnacle of we've only got two guys duking it out on the 360 is fight night, right. and then on the Wii, it's like <laughs> yeah, right. we can put all our fidelity into these two guys, and what you end up with is. <clears throat> this really well realized, but still not 
obviously not photoreal, but there's just this stylized, really well animated cartoon thing. Uh, yeah. That game also has the best looking crowd that's ever been on any, any Nintendo platform, I think. Sweet. But it's all done with silhouettes and flash bulbs. Right. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's funny that the, the, the Wii equivalent of, of Fight Night is, is still. <laughs> that is a pretty good observation. Put everything that the Wii has yeah. into these two dudes and what you end up with, yeah, it's just really well realized, awesome cartoons. Yep. Because you don't have, you can't have sweating guys where you awkwardly <laughs> sort of awkwardly pad their face and fix their cuts. Yeah. God, that's the grossest thing in Fight Night. You know, yeah. you know the between yeah, fight thing yeah. where you just get like the front on like unanimated view of a dude. It looks like a corpse, and you just sort of have like the just the thing where you sort of stick the cotton swab into like his yeah. cut, and, and it just sort of makes his skin just go. <laughs> oh, it's like it looks like you're shaping kind of yeah, malleable yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's but it comes back to where it was before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that game mm. really successfully avoids the uncanny valley during the during the actual fights mm-hmm. and then it just cuts to this like front on lit shot of a dead dude's face <laughs> and you dive to, bombs into the uncanny <laughs> valley. <laughs> crash lands, you have to just poke at it with pads and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. fucked up. Anyway, Punch-Out does not have that. <laughs> Uh, but it does have an all CG version of the jogging sequence, which is oh man, yeah, oh my god, really good, yeah. 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 Oh, also for some reason, uh, what God, uh, what's the code? Doc says yeah. join the Nintendo Fun Club. I mean Club Nintendo, which is also really enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a uh, anyway. Punch oh, out. Jokes. Yeah. Is yeah. it break time? Yeah, sure. Let's take a break. All right. On the DS, oh. if you just tap the power button, uh-huh. it oh, reset. It I thought like that a was a noise. It's a soft it. reset. Yeah, that's weird that it keeps playing. It. I think it that it's just because it's just booting up when I'm closing it. Oh, so it's just not kicking in. It's not that it. It's oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> hey, just remind you that I'm here. That's like um, is it New Super Mario Brothers? When you close it, it's like bye bye. Yeah. yeah, you go. No, you're not. Yeah. You're not supposed to know. He says something when you open it up too. Probably. Or something. Good for I saw you. <laughs> he calls out to you when it's been sleeping for more than. Help me! <laughs> oh, Mario! Hey! <laughs> Got the DSi camera. <laughs> I see you there. I see movement. <laughs> I can sense light. <laughs> oh, Mario! No. Good morning. <laughs> Why did Mario become that guy? <laughs> cool. Are we actually back? Yeah, sure. We've been back this whole time. Oh, okay. We never took a break. Cool. Yeah. All right, Nick, you had some kind of some kind of runner. Uh, oh yeah, a blade, a runner of. Yeah. Bla- <laughs> Like Tweety Thanks, Bird, Jake. Tweety Bird coming in from the left. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're blades. the runner of blades. Yeah, I'm the runner of, of is blades. Like, is that related to Load Runner? <laughs> no, but yeah. So it you're you're be. continuing your march through uh, 1997, basically. 1997 like well known, not less popular than they should be adventure games. Yeah, well, actually, I I was looking into this, and and Blade Runner actually sold pretty well. Yeah, it, it did it, over it, like it a million units. Well. Oh, nice, good. Yeah. Which is yeah. Was it 1997? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I remember when Blade Runner was out. I was playing uh, Berkeley Systems. The guys who made You Don't Know Jack had yeah, yeah, an yeah. online thing where they had like they would put out a flash episode of You Don't Know Jack every week, which they're back to doing, I guess. Mm. The Jellyvision guys. Yeah. But uh, they were owned by Sierra, I think, at that point. Who was no Sierra? Had nothing to do with Westwood, did they? 
Maybe Westwood just bought it. No, Westwood was owned by EA. I think even by that point. Yeah, but like, yeah, there were there was there were ads for the Blade Runner game. Like, oh, all the fucking yeah. time, and also for TBS. <laughs> Superstation. <laughs> yeah, it was weird to be playing an episode of You Don't Know Jack, and then a full screen like hand animated flash ad for Blade Runner would come on <laughs> in the middle of You Don't Know Jack. Awesome. Yeah, that was actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. An internet advertising model that failed included that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry I interrupted Blade Runner with talking about you don't Jack. Well, no, it's weird, it's weird because I I remember Blade Runner as a game that was advertised a lot and I you know and people played it, but I I never thought to ever try it. But so I, what do you think? Uh, it was pretty great. I mean, the, the thing about it, I mean, it's not you know innovating in the same way that uh, Last the, the Last Express was, but it it really faithfully and very. Uh, God, what's the word? It it, it 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 sort of recreated the world of Blade Runner without uh, just playing back through the movie. Uh-huh. And it, it, there are a lot of parallels to right. to the movie. Right. I, I mean, but isn't it sort of isn't it sort of the opposing force of the Blade Runner world? Where yeah, you're following Decker around. Well, no, you're not really following him around. I mean, not even at all. I mean, it's it's, no, it's like mind. a set. <laughs> the story is very very. It's you know it's it's intentionally similar to the you know, Blade Runner, but you're playing a different dude. Are you a replicant? Uh, you can be. The game actually. The designer of the game uh, has his thoughts about it. And the voice actor <laughs> who played your character has his view. It'll come out in so. a documentary in 25 years. Just have, you, can just, you can path yourself to being a replicant or not? Well, or you that? can. I, I'm not sure if. Um, yeah, I think, I think the fact whether or not you are a replicant is, is up to you, depending on whether you shoot dudes or not, basically. But <laughs> the game, when you, stop, when you load the game up, it, 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 it does randomly decide which characters are replicants. Um, and and, and Whoa, what it does, there are a lot of there are like a lot of very random variables going on as to how the story is going to progress and and what you can actually. Really cool. I don't remember. I don't remember. I yeah. didn't remember mm-hmm. that, that was the case. Yeah, no, it's um, it's 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 interesting. It's um, uh, I mean, there are like you know twelve or fifteen different endings you can get depending. Um, and it's not you know it's not the kind of adventure game where you're. Uh, I was a little disappointed because it starts out as a very sort of classic kind of crime thing where you're picking up all this evidence, but at the end of the day. It sort of turns into this very kind of actiony uh, point A to point B thing, yeah. where you, you're collecting all that evidence never really turned into a thing where you're actually, right. oh, I've got it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people um, never really actually make games that allow you to successfully feel like you've solved. Yeah, them. but yeah. The, the one thing it does do though, there are a lot of Blade Runner moments where, for instance, when you're talking to a character, you have the option of running like the void comp test on them, right. and it's a really kind of cool little. You know, a mini game type thing. It's not really a game. It's just you know, you get to run the test on them, and there there are all sorts of little things like that that they add in there that are sort of optional, but add to that you know thing. So I don't know. It, it's it, it it was a very straightforward adventure game, but it, it was it was very well done. I mean, the yeah. the thing that really impressed me about it actually was just from a uh, an artistic standpoint. I mean, the pre render backgrounds were yeah, just agree. amazing. That's what I remember most. Yeah, I, I mean, it it holds up today. Um, and I thought just just from you know, from a licensing standpoint from a game that's a tie-in yeah. it's one of the better ones that i've played you know i mean just uh, the fact that you can you know that they you're threw not in... side scrolling through and shooting replicants well like... yeah i mean well you actually do get to shoot replicants which well, i thought yeah, was interesting but... there actually is an action element to it yeah. which is something that is sort of wasn't there different. a shooting range too in that game yeah there yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, god i haven't played that in so long i should play it again 
it's it's worth revisiting probably it's 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 uh it's interesting i mean i think just just i, I really think though that its strength is you know the accuracy to blade runner as somebody who like already enjoys blade runner right i think it, it gives you that sense of oh i'm playing in this world that i've seen on a screen without kind of like oh i'm just shooting a bunch of right. robots yeah, or really doing something a bunch of like a less stupid things yeah. it's a thing that with the right license an adventure game can do very well yeah <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks, <Hey>. Jake. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, potentially. Did you did you get it? Actually, either of those games were they pretty easy to run in the modern computer? No, not at all. Nice. <laughs> the so last you, express. Were you, were you DOS boxing? Um, Blade Runner. You can't. Oh God, how did I eventually get that to run? I think I, actually, you know what? It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. There are some problems with 64-bit processors oh, okay. and compatibility there yeah. with Blade Runner specifically. I think actually, though, all it took in the end was just compatibility mode. Now that I think about it, oh, I, I, I was gearing up for a big battle. But now that I think about it, I don't. I'm not sure if I had no too many no IRQ settings were altered. No, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But you didn't uh, have to free up some virtual memory and DOS. <laughs> Remember all that shit? Yeah. Who doesn't love the high mem? Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, no, it's it wasn't like a fire engine party going on out there. Yeah, I think it's more protest stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, we live in California. Yes, the in great, the great state. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, voxels. Mm, yeah, voxels. Um, that game used them. And yeah, I like saying voxels. Apparently, id Tech Six, which is not. Oh even yeah, I know. Being out yet, apparently that uses voxels. Or yeah, like, has the capability. Well, they're experimenting to use, with yeah, voxels. Revenge around with voxels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things that it would like. I have no. Uh, intellectual or educational basis for saying this, but voxels seem like the sort of bullshit that Carmack could just be like, voxels are back, and everyone's like, voxels are back, yeah. we got voxels here. Yeah. Um, Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that would be the best if oh, we man, said... Oh, man, there was a dude... Never mind. Oh, well... No, forget it. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yep. But yeah, that would be amazing if, if we start hearing uh, about the next, like, rev of NVIDIA cards, because Carmack's doing it, like, we're gonna push so many voxels. Like, <laughs> right. what? Yeah. Yeah, dude, trust me on this, voxels. Yeah. Got that a dedicated so voxel okay. process. Mm-hmm. That stuff is yeah. always so weird because it's the like VPU? cool you can do that and then it just makes and then it sort of just drives that wedge even further between PCs and consoles where you don't want your multi like you end up releasing either the crazy version of the game that uses that technology later for PC and like it comes out six months later or dude Xbox like, Seven Twenty all voxels oh yeah <laughs> Jesus what it, well it's all voxels. voxel jokes. Voxel jokes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Carmack yeah. loves a voxel. I guess he does. Yeah. Carmack's, Carmack, voxel. Carmack's the voxel's revenge, sponsored by Carmack's revenge. <laughs> That's this week's revenge. <laughs> I feel like Carmack has a revenge every week. Like he just like picks something to get revenge. Like, He's what? a vengeful guy. Ah, uh, Wolfenstein 3D. We're getting revenge this week on the iPhone. <laughs> What? I don't know. He just has these little projects. Like he just like he chooses. Like he just has all this revenge. He's always attaining. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is, is that what you call personal projects revenge? <laughs> for him, for him, that's his working on. Yeah. Him, uh, yeah. So this has been uh, this week's installment of Voxel Watch Oh Nine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Reader mail. Oh wait, I, one more thing oh. I wanted to bring up. Um, oh right, I was screwing around. Uh, I was just curious about. Uh, if you, how to anyway this is a dumb story i'm just gonna skip right how to the end program with I, was, I was weird yeah I, I just really wanted to get a voxel on my anyway 
No, I, I downloaded this program called um, Crossover for Macs, and essentially what it does, and this, I might be completely out of it, and this might be really old news. Is crossover, this is, crossover is pretty old news. Crossover, crossover itself is old news, but this, or I, I meant to say Crossover for Games is what it's I called. I think Crossover for Games is even slightly old news. Is it really it's, old it's news? It's a games-focused... What is it was virtual, it's, crossover is Windows virtualization for Mac. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I just I never tried throwing uh, uh, PC games on a Mac without actually you know, installing like a Mac laptop or what is yeah just yeah installation. yeah anything yeah right. and it works uh, surprisingly well. it works really well yeah I was playing Team Fortress Two on That's my cool. Mac uh, really times. quickly so yeah, it's it's uh, it blows my mind that Steam works under those weird virtualization or like wine bottle based uh, stuff yeah it actually has Steam like an install built you know just like an installer for Steam built right into it you just click like install Steam and it installs Steam and then yeah it runs. oh really That's yeah awesome. I remember over over Christmas break I wanted to show some of my family some of the games that I'd worked on which are PC only and. Uh, yeah, that's why I did it. Yeah, just, just, I was like, because you wanted to show your it, family it, the games you worked on. Yeah, but yeah, no, it it, it is mind blowing how easy it is to download one of those games. You put it in. I can't remember which one I used. If it was VMware or Crossover or whatever, there's a million different uh, Mac ones. But the one that I was using ended up just wrapping the EXE into a Macintosh .app file, mm. and then you just double click that like a regular program, and then it just has a Windows window border. It launched an instance of IE. I logged in with my account and then started playing the game. My brain exploded. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's surprisingly so Max can fast. play games. You just have to <laughs> yeah. run them through a weird virtualized shell. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Super or they're Blizzard. an EA game. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Blizzard. Or game. Blizzard. Or Bungie when they were cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Anyway, that Reader was my mail. thing. Let's yeah, go on. So we can read some mail. All right. I already forgot to screen them so so what is game what is game i think people have given up with that oh that's just that's just what you say oh man so here this is this is good what is I, game? I, this is weeks old but well his email's new but it refers to something a few weeks ago uh, etienne guru writes uh hey thumbs just letting you know the chicken game in space quest was astro chicken there are different iterations depending on the space quest game like a side scroller or the trampoline game but it was always astro chicken and that's true i i forgot what it was and i think i called it space hen or something because i couldn't remember what it was star goose star goose so yeah it was astro yep. chicken um e3 meeting that. request okay uh, <laughs> Wait, sent to questions at idlethumbs.net? Yes. We're, oh. we're starting to be on press lists, apparently. Uh, Luke Maxwell writes, to the thumbs, uh, Necrovision is pretty terrible, but one of your mission objectives is to defeat the wizard, so I suppose it's worth a look based purely on that. Yeah, what they meant is awesome. Well, no, you don't want to defeat the wizard. Well, you could try. Maybe it's a maybe it's one of those things where you're sort of it's scripted death. Like you, can't, you know, when you get him down to one hit point, you just die. Like he he right. he's scripted yeah. to kill you. That happens in Xenoclash, and it was really irritating because I was kicking the guy's ass. Um, and it or was, were you? I was. I, the game's or I wouldn't have noticed that it was forced. Yeah. What did we talk about that game getting a sequel? Oh, I don't remember. Xenoclash Two is coming. Yeah, that's exciting to me. I'm really happy yeah. that it's actually possible. Yep, looks uh, good. Sounds good. Oh man, Christian Deathloff. <laughs> Christian Deathloff wants to thank us for talking about Last Express. Um, well, you're again. thanking us way more now. <laughs> yeah. So uh loves thanks. He 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 wonders why there haven't been more real time adventures like this, and couldn't this be a way to revive the adventure genre? Mm, because it's shooting. fucking hard to make. Yeah, that's also that true. game costs six million dollars. Well, and okay. To be fair, though, I did, well, I did a pretty extensive interview with with like the technical yeah. director of that game and uh, the producer, and a huge part of why it was so expensive is because they used was it the rotoscope entirely proprietary technology that they had to uh, make. Yeah, and they I mean if they did it now, they said it would have been mean, such well, an easier process. Really? Like, well, that's fair enough. They had to manually the the amount of shit they had to do like the rendering and stuff by step yeah, yeah just tracing shit and yeah. like 
rotoscoping it was apparently insanely time consuming and expensive. I think no matter how you play that, unless you have a brilliant procedural technology, like, I mean, the thing that always comes to mind with The Last Express is that the most modern equivalent is probably facade, except the facade maybe isn't fun. Well, but that's not the equivalent at all. The Last Express is still scripted. There's no engine in well, in the, the Last, Last Express is, is on a linear timeline, but Facade isn't like procedurally generating dialogue. It's, it's picking beats based on your interactions, but it's still the same yeah, sort of idea. Yeah, but The Last Express of, doesn't do that though. You you'll never know, but I'm just saying, you'll never get an awkward sentence in The Last Express. You get awkward shit all the time in Facade. That's that's why Facade's not fun. Yeah. Well, you're giving me the face, but I'm saying well, The Last Express is that's fun. That's true. It's just sorry, I'm trying to think of an adventure game that that has sort of events that, that change with time and stuff and facade obviously went about it in a completely different way but anyway sorry either way the i feel like the amount of content in the last in the last express if you tried to do that with a modern production value i can see how animation it still wouldn't be a cheap game to make no yeah but if were, i mean the amount of animation that it would, it, it would still be, be an extremely bold game to make it's true stage. but if you were actually making a remake and you're limiting its scope in terms of the size of the environment and the number of characters, you, most of your content would be in terms of voice recording and like character animations, as opposed to like, I mean, you, 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 there'd be a lot of that, but there'd be a lot less of a lot of other things yeah. that, that you do, that you have. In I, other think, games. I mean, sorry, I sound, you know like, I sound like I'm dumping on this, but it's one, it's just because I think people's first instinct is, well, they already did it once, but I mean, it, I think, I think totally things like the last express would be an, a, an excellent model for adventure games and i think i wish that more people would pursue it you know it kind of reminds me of, I mean, of the last express one, one thing i want to bring but up but it doesn't make itself yeah i know one thing i should bring up about facade is that your suggestion was that they use the exact same logic from the la like when we were talking earlier you said you wanted to remake using the exact same game logic as the last I mean, express I think with, so that would i mean i think with the last that would make it easier in that case but i think replicating something like the last express from scratch would would probably be a surprisingly high undertaking and probably it's, it's it, that game is amazingly impressive just because uh it is all like linear logic trees like you said but it it can go off in so many different directions the 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 sort of nest of insanity that is powering that game must must be mind crushing if you look at it you know what reminds me of the last express is to a lesser degree but i think uh hitman blood money in a weird way yeah, the, the way that yeah. everybody sort of plays out, you know, yeah. and you're just sort of walking through it, and there are no interactions, but it, it sort of has that same kind of approach, right, you, like you a closed sort of, space, you sort of and can, you're kind of you can sort of warp the bubble of what's going on. With yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I think that I, th I mean, to me, The Last Express is less procedural though than even something like Hitman. Oh yeah, like The Last Express, it really is pretty scripted and pretty linear. Yeah. Like there aren't that many because of the timeline mechanic and the fact that you do have to do things relatively correctly means there actually aren't that many opportunities for the game to just kind of go on a totally divergent track. Like, and the, yeah. And with the exception of sort of overhearing different things that don't, those don't actually spin out into different plot lines. Like you're not going to have like a mean, very divergent actual critical for path. For an adventure game, that game has a decent amount of agency more so than usual. Yeah, like there's it, things it like, where it definitely like does. you can hide the body, you can throw the body out of the, out of the, right. the train, etc. You know, you but, don't but, need to right. do those things. It's true. But those, those are, those are, pretty like that wouldn't really be that much different than just creating two instances of things you could i mean it's they don't have to worry about that exponentially increasing anything because not much more changes 
in the storyline, whether you do that, it doesn't yeah. reverberate out. So it's not like the instance of kind of where some nonlinear adventure games stumble, where this leads to a break here, which leads to a break yeah, there, I know, which I know. leads to a break the there. Last Express is just a game that, on one hand, is probably a lot smaller than it seems, but on another hand, is probably significantly larger than it seems. Yeah. The one thing I did want to say about Last Express and Blade Runner both before I just, I'll be really brief, but sure, they were still frustrating at times it's and an adventure yeah. game. it's yeah. an adventure game yeah, yeah they're both sure. adventure games more so blade runner than last express but the, yeah there were a lot of times when i just went uh oh, man all right i'm just looking at a guide which <laughs> kind of made me sad but yeah. yeah anyway um and so he goes on to add um on a different on a different note one of the things he liked most about last express was the pre-world war one europe 1914 setting which i think is really oh cool. yeah Super yeah god extreme. damn he says that game captures the era perfectly with the characters and the visual style of the Orient Express. And I thought the story was cool, too, even though the Germans are once again de- depicted as anti-Semitic warmongers, such as August Schmidt, which he adds, and then he, and then he has a spoiler that I'm not going to read. Um, but he, Oh, he is German, this person who wrote this email. He does add one other remarkable thing, is that I actually like the German synchronization better than the English original version, which is very, very rare in Germany, hmm. he says. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even beyond the proceed, you know, the uh, technology behind Last Express, the, the themes and the characters. I agree. And stuff that was something that, that, was the thing that, that stuck with me. Very few people that actually yeah. attempt. And in that's games. not even a that's not even a period in history that I'm particularly. I, Jay, uh, Nick, you're probably more interested than I am to begin with. But even as someone who isn't inherently interested in World War One era Europe, that game made me a lot more interested in it just because it was so well crystallized. Like that. Yeah. Well, that I mean, and it relates like, to the characters. I mean, it's right. all sort of tied in. The ending, yeah. like the credit sequence, is just. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Like wow, what a brilliant stroke. People should play that. Yeah, they should. Uh, <laughs> your life has been changed by the last express. It really has. A classic I, email. I, I, Nick Brecken writes, here's your checklist. <laughs> Hilarious Kojima announcement fake out. Blade Runner. The last <laughs> yeah, express. I didn't want to complain about Xeno that. Xenoclash 2, Team Fortress 2, Project Trico. Oh, man, we didn't talk about that. Nah, Modern Warfare 2, Prime Trilogy. Any of those you want to mop up that you nah, sent us? Nah, Kojima's man, an Project asshole. Project Trico but... <laughs> looks pretty goddamn awesome. Yes, it does. Trico or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That oh. looks badass. Plus, soundtrack from Miller's Crossing. Oh yeah, right. it's amazing. Carter Burwell. Yeah, yeah, I just the one thing that I I've probably said this two hundred thousand times about that trailer, but I really, really loved how the perspective in the trailer switched from the point of view of the of the boy to once he climbs up on side, on the weird sort of fox dog cat feather thing. Right. But I just love that in right. that one shot, whatever the hell that thing is, how yeah, it just you, you I don't know. It was it was interesting to go from like the the classic the Ico and Shadow of the Colossus point of view, just like, and now you'll be seeing the world from the perspective of one of those crazy <laughs> yeah, right. huge creatures mm-hmm. and just yeah. like the scale of everything just goes and uh yeah, I was so excited. I'm like, I can go over there. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, it is that, pretty hard. That's like yeah. a, that's like hours of the game before, and right. now I'm just hopping it. Yep, <laughs> that that is really exciting. I mean, yeah. it looked just ridiculously fluid in that respect, and yeah. obviously, fluidity is a big thing that yeah. that team excels at. Um, that trailer so, definitely excelled at it. Yeah, that concept pitch video, right? And then, which <laughs> yeah. was apparently a year old. Yeah. Um, oh. So, was there anything else in that email that was wanted to talk about here? I don't know. Uh, Modern Warfare 2? I don't know. Oh, nah, yeah. I mean, right. I was just... Kojima? That game will probably... Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to complain about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That was funny, though. He replaced... It was funny, yeah. I mean, it's not an ad. asshole. That's the closest <laughs> thing to the Metal Gear Solid climb up. I know, isn't it? Right. The it's ladder fucking... Perfectly... That's my favorite thing. This was a little more of a dick move than that. This, yeah. Was, but this was pretty outrageous. It was but, sort of uh, hilarious to someone who wasn't... Quickly oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there was a countdown on a website 
like for the t- you know with a big five or s yeah whatever like, background it was a long countdown and it got to zero and then it flipped over and started a new countdown <laughs> for 199 hours so awesome is that yeah. coming close to being over i don't even know i don't know i'm we'll, we'll find, find out next done. week <laughs> it's, it's yeah, uh, yeah. That's something this week. Uh, James writes, Puffins. Who's excited to play Puffins Island Adventure this week? I guess that game comes out. Jake? I can't wait to play Puffins. You can't wait to play what? Puffins. What? Uh, Puffins. Okay. I can't wait to play... <laughs> Jim Hunter writes... 27, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Hunter writes... Oh, man, I forgot to mention this. Uh, hello, Inactive Thumbs. You asked about black and white games. How about Paper Moon? It's pretty rad. And he's right. The oh. newest Blurst game, the makers of uh, right, of course, Raptor yeah. Safari, and uh, uh, I don't know, Minotaur China Shop, and a bunch of other cool shit. Yeah, they released a game, Paper Moon. That's that's pretty. Did awesome. they actually was, develop that game? I thought that well, they, I thought they were just. It was designed by another guy, and okay. I think they co-developed it. Huh. I'm not. Enti- I'm not 100 sure. What a the couple split people was. came up to me with with lists of black and white games during this week, and I've completed oh, really? all of them. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. pong. Yeah, pong. Uh, Video Pong. Kevin Weiser writes, So last night while drifting off to sleep, my phone beeped with an incoming tweet from Chris Remo. Owning it up at press events for this is oh, this was my tweet. Owning it up at press events for PC games that are mainly attended by console oriented journalists is always perversely enjoyable for me. <laughs> he wants to know yeah, what the is. story was behind that. Um yeah, I did say that. And there isn't much of a story per se other than I was at a press event for the game Section Eight, which is made by Timegate Studios, and it's multi platform, it's on three sixty and PC. Uh, but the build they had on display was PC because yeah. it's far, it's the lead platform and it's probably farther along. And yeah, suffice to say, at most press events, particularly in the United States, uh, journalists tend to be pretty con- well. I mean, not just at press events in general, gaming journalists in the yep. United States tend to be pretty pretty console heavy. And uh, and even usually- at that, they're not like the wizard. <laughs> I mean, to be honest. Um, yeah. Anyway. And so it's usually, if you're a PC gamer, it's pretty easy usually at a press event to fucking yes. kill the shit out of everybody. I usually just pick sniper rifles in those games just to <laughs> exacerbate. Like, seriously, it like turns, it's, a, it's a joke. It's just like... Yeah, and then you go to all their outlets and, and see like just really negative shit. previews. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know this game this is game bullshit. Is so hard. It's so anyone controlled. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was... I, <laughs> I'm being a huge jerk to my colleagues here, but yeah. no, but I was definitely... Uh, there, it was me and like one other guy. I don't know who it was, but there was someone else. <laughs> the whole press event? Yeah, there was clearly another guy who sobs. actually played PC games because the two of us were the top two. In the, oh, I thought the... you meant there were just you. Oh, oh no, 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 another no. guy like, and that other guy was a total noob. No, no, it was a server of you know sixteen people or whatever. It's a it's Sorry. a very tribes esque kind of game. It's yeah. very influenced by tribes, and uh, which I didn't know until this press event. Um, I thought it was a single player game. Turns out it it has a single player campaign, but it's it looks like there's a big focus on multiplayer as well. And it's, it's big, huge open end. It's got jet packs, um, a lot of long range stuff, deployables. So it's definitely very tribes influenced and uh, it seemed pretty fun. And anyway, I basically, uh, switched between sniper and, uh, like, you know, whatever the assault one was. Right. And basically me and this other guy just kicked the shit out of everyone. We were both on the same team too. So it was pretty, pretty we demolished awesome. everyone. Yeah. So that was fun. I always enjoy that. It makes me feel like an asshole, but I enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. Sorry, for no reason at all, that reminded me of the, um, 
the army of two two screenshot with the kid that came out. <laughs> oh, yeah, holy <laughs> shit! What was that? God, it looked like Kingdom Hearts transplant. Yeah, exactly. Right, that, like, like that. That screenshot stupidly, probably completely stupidly, made me want to actually pay attention to that game. A lot of things <laughs> make me want to pay attention to that game, and yeah. they're all things that most people probably don't, like, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh man, there's an even there's like an expanded fist dap like customized <laughs> system. Yeah, like, fuck you. Yeah. Today was day of weird shit where the little <laughs> yeah. kid army of two thing came out, and then the G. GTA expansion yeah, pack. Was like, Tony. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, it was I good stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, what? Does anyone know what the deal with the kid in that game is? What is that? No, I have no idea. You gotta use the kid to, to kill, to kill that snake. snake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Um, Stephen Charman. Oh, he, he's writing in about the embargo stuff. He says um, what the guy who wrote in about embargoes was trying to say, this is what he, his interpretation was, um, that people providing a small constraint on a simple thing with a reward enables them to impose large constraints later. For example, if a company uh, lets you see a preview with an embargo, the payoff is you get to see the review build. Fair enough. On the other hand, com- the company then says, can you see a preview with the embargo, plus you also can't mention X. The payoff is still the review. Uh, he gives an example when when Nick saw Resident Evil Five and couldn't mention the weapons dude or lack of him. Um, oh yeah, you couldn't mention what are you selling, guy. Hmm? You weren't allowed to mention. Oh what right, you yeah. What are you or the, or yeah. the, or the, the lack non-existence of, of or the, or the, the fact guy. that you could even upgrade your weapons. Actually, right, it was right. Just, I mean, the... so you're you're the pawn in this game that we're. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is what yeah, he's getting at. I think there's played. probably there's probably something something to what he says, although. I don't know if it's necessarily like a build-up like that, or it's just kind of... Is there a third thing? Uh, oh, uh... Does he have a point that you're skipping? Well, that was his point. Oh, his point okay. was I, mean, that... I, didn't know if, I didn't know if there was, like, the final punch in the gut of, like, and then... Yeah. Well, this says, happened Yeah, I know, because, like, what, that, I can't... He adds that beyond that, then, when you even do reviews, companies frequently say in an actual review of the game... Oh, wow. You can't mention the thing, but that's... <laughs> that's bullshit. I mean... When they do that, you mean, or that he's well, playing it out? Yeah, or if you, if you choose to, you know... <laughs> Uh, pay attention to that, or I, I mean, you know, run a review knowing that they're, you know, impeding you, uh, you know, with ridiculous. I mean, I would never do that. Wouldn't pay attention to that shit. Fair enough. Some the, people probably do. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of people do because that's often a condition for getting a pre-release man, game. Yeah, that's weird, man. My my experience with with game PR is entirely uh, from my employer, basically. We we try to be nice. We try to be <laughs> we try to be that's human nice. beings as as a PR department. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, well, I was about that. You know, speaking about Resident Evil, you the, will say that you didn't talk about. Well, no, no, no. I mean, though, I I guess it, I, in the preview, I it wasn't just the weapons guy. It was also the uh, the African dudes from uh, like the tribal oh, the cave guys. guys, the yeah. cave guys, right? Yeah. Now, if I you know if that was a stipulation for a review. Yeah. Then I would have probably not written the review, but the fact that I can't mention that in the preview, but I can mention it in the review, as long as I'm able to write about that at some point, then it doesn't. Right. To me, that you know, the, the fact that I can't write about yeah. it for the preview doesn't bother me. I mean, it. It. I guess it probably doesn't. It probably doesn't bother the publisher either, though, because usually by the time that people read reviews, I know that's the thing. It's gotten yeah. what they need to out of the yeah. game. I don't know. I was. I, I guess with that preview, I was able to sort of put it down for that without talking specifically about the, the dudes. <laughs> right. You know, like I yeah, still yeah. mentioned the. Fact that there was something going on there, so I, yeah. there are ways to get around that. You sort of too. skirted the embargo. Well, yeah, I mean, you can do that. I mean, skirt the embargo. Yeah, skirt you're the skirting the embargo. <laughs> um, all right, sounds like so a dance. I don't yeah, skirt the embargo. So here, this next email, I don't actually know the answer to this. Maybe one of you guys do. Uh, Erky Linpier asks, "How are community patches made?" Um, and there's probably different answers to that, but it's uh, like when people release fan patches for games. Yeah. 
I, I sort of always have assumed that sometimes it's totally reverse engineered and sometimes it's done with the support of the developer. I mean, yeah, I don't this know. guy offers both of those possibilities as his question. That's, so yeah. probably both happen. I've never worked on a thing that had a community <sighs> patch. I mean, I think, yeah, it's gotta be, sometimes it has to be that someone just goes crazy and, uh, reverse engineers stuff and figures out how to do it. Yeah. But, I think that's it a lot of the time, but I know I, like, Eventually, that sort of stuff becomes supported, and there is code support. Like for a long, yeah. I played the shit out of. Occasionally, old games become open source. Very yeah, rarely. but like, like this is a goofy example, but I played the shit out of Worms Armageddon for most of the first half of this decade. Uh -huh. um, and that game, I that. and that game, yeah, Team Seventeen obviously doesn't actively support Worms Armageddon anymore. But there was a guy who was sort of just releasing his own patches, and then they eventually were like, "Well, all right, so you're the guy maintaining this game now." And yeah. then that even happened with, uh, just coincidentally enough. I think Scorched Earth, the game that was essentially the mm. forerunner to yeah. Worms. Yeah. I think you can still, I mean, there's still a relatively actively updated version of Scorched Earth called Mother of something. It's got the word mother in it. I think. Yeah, I know. Mother of three. <laughs> <laughs> the fans added a lot to the Scorched Earth code base. <laughs> and then one of my other old favorite PC games from the early 90s, um, Star Control 2, has a like pseudo official uh, port, like by that's in in large part um assisted i think by like the original toys for bob guys who made that game like toys for bob still exists as an activision owned company but they're not really allowed to make star control stuff anymore but they they did find some way to release some version of the game like as uh, i think some okay. kind of pseudo open source project that is that is now kept running on new pcs and stuff so cool um that's called the urquan masters i think they can't actually call it star control but it is star control 2 like it's the actual game right you just but it's called the urquan masters so find that if you haven't played that game because it's goddamn great it's a really yeah really that sort of thing I, bungie did that with the marathon games. right oh yeah they mm. did yeah yeah Anyway, yeah. sweet. Yep, so that stuff is cool when people do it. Maybe, are we done now? Casting? Yeah, I guess we're done. We have some more questions mm -hmm. if we can get them next week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, E3's fucking coming up. What do you guys <laughs> oh, think about yeah. that? Oh. <laughs> hey, E3! Hey! Games! Yeah, I'm not going this year, which sucks. <laughs> but it, it also, really, it also, I don't know, that really fucking sucks. rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't know. This is this is possibly the first like real E3 where I'll be sitting at a desk at a uh, video game company reading about E3. Uh, yeah. Possibly reading about things involving my game company. That's true. Yeah. Get ready for that. Yeah, but uh, hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, this is theoretically the return to classic E3, but it's probably going to be more of a hybrid. It's, yeah, I hope. E3. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hope it's not one classic E3. There's no way it's going to be classic yeah. E3. Yeah. yeah. There's no no way. Thing, right. I know. I it's not E3 without Kentia Hall. Yep. Oh, it's also not yeah. E3 without me being there. <laughs> it's also not E3 without you being stuck in the hotel room oh, for a day. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the worst. These guys went to, or not, Nick wasn't around at the time yet, but when Idle Thumbs was at E3, before any of us had real jobs in the industry, um, we went to E3. This was 2004, 2005? Five. Um, we went, we went five. to... Uh, five. Uh, we went to E3, and I... No one woke me up, and everyone just like went off to E3, and I woke up like in the middle of the day in my hotel room. Uh, we all thought that the other person uh, in your room in had, had left with you. Yeah, yeah. 
It was, was the cool. classic scenario. <laughs> Everyone assumed I was with someone and else. And then we all had too many press appointments to be bothered to get, pick you up. Because <laughs> we're fucking assholes. And we, were in, and we were far away. We were in a cheaper yeah. hotel mm-hmm. that was far away, so it was difficult. It was yeah. the saddest time. It was a terrible, terrible day. I only got I only <laughs> made it to one day of E3 that year. Anyway, let's hope for that again. So, hey, next week. So, but what that actually means is, with all the excitement of E3 coming up, we're not doing a podcast oh, next right. week. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Good thing we remember to say that. So, um, we're, we're really sorry about that, but Chris... And Nick are actually going to be at E3. Damn. I'm going to be all kind of hot scoops. I'm going to be at home, and our recording equipment is going to be sitting in Chris's apartment. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back with a billion scoops, which are hot. Sweet. But not not this coming. We're kind of lukewarm by the time we get to them. Yeah, we'll yeah. have dude blazing we'll, blazing. We'll microwave those scoops <laughs> just for you. Oh God. <laughs> Nine and I ruined this dateline. DSI. <laughs>